0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on yet another incident-packed weekend in Scottish football. Rangers get back to winning ways in the league amid reported interest from Everton in Nathan Patterson. Celtic hit St Mirren for six with David Turnbull, the star of the show, and there were big wins from Motherwell and Dundee United while the rest of the top flight had to settle for a share of the spoils. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. What a weekend. 22 Premiership goals, red cards. Touchline spats A player head to head With a manager I suppose that's the new season Well and truly started then And the big stuff Has yet to come Off the park Rangers have acted quickly And correctly While dealing with fans Racist abuse Of Celtic's Kyogo Furuhashi Anti-social behaviour Has to be acknowledged And addressed Indefinite bans And a refusal To give the offending Supporters bus Any more tickets For away games Is highlighting The unacceptable Police Scotland can now take over Yeah another good weekend of football Gordon Celtic romped to a 6-0 win over St Mirren Rangers were comfortable up at Ross County on the road Big win for Motherwell at Livingston Dundee United won again An important uh, result for uh, Tam there And Dundee United and Hibs shared the spoils and Hearts have to settle for a point in a lively game at Tynecastle. One four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight. So pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. It is a Monday night. We don't go any further without acknowledging your result of the weekend. Well, I'm going to go for St Johnson nil Dundee United that won St Johnson. Everyone's second favourite team, but stopped in their tracks by Dundee United. Who have taken more points, six in all, than most people thought they would get at this stage in the season. So well done, Tam Courts. I'm going to go for uh, Motherwell Gordon. They were having a sticky start to the season. There was demonstrations up at Dens Park last week. So an important win for uh, Graham Alexander's men. Spoiled for choice with the next two categories, I think. <laughs> Goal of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go for Joe Aribo yesterday at uh, Dingwall. Mm. Uh, it was uh, quick-witted. And beautifully executed That Alec Ray would have been proud of it himself Yeah, had a few of them over my career Gordon However I'm going to go for uh, Turnbull's third goal First okay. hat trick for the young man I j- He's always looking to pull the trigger But the fact that he actually had an intelligent run Lovely through ball by Rogic Through the player's legs And then a little dink to get his first hat trick Well done Right bearing in mind We've only got until 8 o'clock And we've got quite a lot to get through What's your howler of the weekend? Can uh, you pick one? Yeah I'm going for Alan Power's red card uh, on David Turnbull at Celtic Park uh, St Mirren went there Bang up against it They're a goal down And he launches into a ridiculous tackle If he didn't get sent off for the tackle in Turnbull He must have been sent off for stupidity Alex Ray, your howler of the weekend Well, I think I'm going to go with Jack Olnick uh, He had two bad ones on the day The first one for Celtic Where the ball just goes through him Gordon And then the second one He just parries it to uh, Turnbull for his second So I think it was a poor afternoon for Jack 01419511025 Pick up the phone Let us know what is on your mind In terms of on the field There is a lot to get through Rangers fans How much better Was it yesterday You've had some frustrating performances How much better was it How close is that To the Rangers That you expect Are there still any concerns About the fact uh, You conceded twice up there Celtic fans What did you make Of yet another convincing win At home How does that set you both up for What is quite a big week In case you hadn't noticed I don't think you need me To spell it out Big wins for Motherwell And Dundee United 
And as Hugh says, uh, a really disappointing incident off the field involving uh, Rangers fans. Furuhashi, Ange Postacoglu has spoken about it Rangers have acted swiftly There's a lot going on there as well There is a lot going on on the pitch So pick up the phone 01419511025 um, I think maybe this appropriate Let's do that Let's let's deal with that head on first of all And hopefully leave some time to actually discuss matters on the pitch The update today is that Rangers have acted quickly they've confirmed an investigation is now complete in regard to a video circulating on social media yesterday the individuals involved have been identified and will be banned indefinitely from all Rangers games furthermore the Rangers supporters club of which they were members and travelled with the game uh, to with the game have been banned from receiving tickets for future fixtures here we have a 21st century phenomenon people commit a racist act then they film themselves committing this racist act and then they put it out to a wider audience on social media. Unbelievable. But all that we can do and all that Rangers can do is acknowledge racism when it is in our presence and address the problem. Rangers cannot be held responsible for what happens in every Ranger supporters bus that travels up and down the country every weekend or midweek. What they can do, once it is highlighted, is take action. And they have done so and they have taken the correct action And Police Scotland can now investigate the matter further Alex, here we are again yep, Unfortunately, absolutely. a couple of weeks into the new season Anyone, any right-minded person that, yeah. There actually isn't as much of a debate here as you would think Because this is unexcusable There's not a great deal more to it Yeah, it's straightforward, Gordon What I witnessed yesterday going uh, around social media was astonishing We have had a, a worldwide, you know, kind of Campaign to stop racism And what we're seeing yesterday was Unbelievable it was, it was embarrassing The club have done an investigation 24 hours And they've taken the appropriate action And uh, Listen I, I was, I was first hand watching uh, Kamara last year And I was astonished by it And we're still getting it here the now After all this I think people have to have a serious look at themselves Gordon And to get the bands is Probably as late as they're going to get yeah, Ange Postacoglu says he's saddened by the abuse aimed at Kyogo Furuhashi. He says they will give the striker their unwavering support. It was good. We, we, we started. To be honest, it, it saddens me. It saddens me a lot because I'm the one that's brought him over here. Now, I, I spent three and a half years in Japan and, you know, I was a foreigner, you know, and, and I was welcomed with open arms over there. I know how sort of, you know, polite and respectful the Japanese people were. And it saddens me that, you know, such a small element who, as you said, it's not, it's not about education. People are more than well aware uh, aware of what's right and wrong. Just be a decent human being, you know, and treat people with respect. And, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to walk around Glasgow and, and, and you see all the different nationalities of different establishments, whether that's restaurants, businesses. And it's obvious people come from all over the world here to make this city a great city. And... Uh, yeah, I love that. You know, that's that's kind of my background. I'm an immigrant. Yeah, it saddens me. And, and like I said, our, our number one priority is to to protect and support the player. And he's a cracking guy. I mean, if anyone ever comes across him, he's he's such a nice nice young man. And um, you know, he doesn't deserve any sort of any of that type of behaviour. No one does, to be honest. No one does. That that is the point. You no one does. So actually, yeah, yeah. doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, whether you're a good guy, a bad guy, whether you've been here ten years or. 10 minutes it, yeah. it really doesn't matter What does maybe Make it that 1% sadder As is, is, is Postacoglu says there It is a guy Who's come over To this country This is his yeah. home He's supposed to be You know Feeling like he's, he's Welcome here So I, I guess that That does add something But I, it, 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 what might seem Like that's a contradiction 
The circumstances don't really matter It's wrong, it's wrong, it's always wrong And it'll never be right I think Ange Postacoglu nails it when he says All he's asking people to do Is practice decency You know He is a guest in our country Kyogo Furuhashi As is Ange Postacoglu As are many players at Ibrooks. They are guests in our country And to be treated that way within a month of arriving in the country is desperately sad. I repeat, what Ange Coglu is asking for is decency. Let's bring in Andy in Broomhill on 0141-951-1025. Andy, take it away. Well, guys, I'm just, I'm disgusted, I'm angry and I feel helpless about this situation. Uh, racism isn't about tip for that, us, uh, tip for tat. Us versus them or point scoring or anything like that. It's beyond any specific football team or even football. It's a systemic issue across the world. Kyogo Furuhashi, uh, guys like Glenn Kamara, the three English boys uh, at the Euros, they're all human beings and no one deserves to be treated like the way they've been. The behaviour is just outrageous. I don't, know, I don't know when it'll stop. I've got some ideas about how it could stop, but right-minded people are fed up of seeing these racist acts the action of these idiots are always tarnishing the game. Uh, you know they're making people's perspectives of football fans uh, low. And you know, I, you know, I commend Rangers because their decisiveness and swiftness in banning these so-called supporters will hopefully mitigate the chances of something like this happening again in the future. But on the other side, just what Hugh was saying there, you know, people from Japan will have an interest in this game, uh, seeing Kyogo and watching his progress. And as a supporter of Scottish football, I'm utterly embarrassed. Um, and shocking behaviour, I can't say I'm surprised it's happened, but it's, it's just shocking. Kyogo's came here to play football, to enjoy himself, and he said he's already facing the worst kind of abuse. I saw his post on Twitter. He knows that the right-minded people in society, which are thankfully the majority, support him. Um, but is this the impression we want to give other people of our country, that the actions of these people go beyond any justification or excuse? Fans need to condemn it and call it out where possible. The racists need to know that society does not accept their actions. So I'm appealing to Rangers fans, football fans in general, don't sit by passively and allow this stuff to happen. Tell a steward, have a word with the person if you think that you'll be safe doing that. Uh, and if any of the people involved are listening tonight, they should hang their heads in shame because you've embarrassed this country. I mean Andy puts it so eloquently Hugh We could oh. we could wrap it up there I don't know if there's that much more needs to be said Because he's ticked so many of the boxes there I hope the people who Were guilty of it do realise How serious it is I mean they've now been banned From Ibrooks. Yeah. Um The point that Andy makes is a, Again is a salient one uh, This is not about point scoring uh, This is not about waiting In the hope that some other club's fans Will slip up in some way uh, this is about simply dealing with a high-profile case of racism And it has been dealt with by Rangers We understand that Police Scotland will investigate the matter as well And those who uh, are guilty of uh, a hate crime, which it is uh, Are there on film, on social media Yeah, it's astonishing And uh, I think Andy touches on all the key points, Gordon You know, the majority of people are Decent-minded. However, we have a minority, uh, and I keep re-emphasising the, the the I think it's about eighteen months now, just over a year here, mm. where we've had a, a worldwide campaign for this, and we're getting out there. And 
I just don't even know what's going through people's heads, Gordon. Do you know what I mean? But it's been a difficult time for everyone to kind of cope with COVID. You know, people have been locked in the house, people coming to the new country as well. And then I have to be subjected to this kind of stuff. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy and Broomhill. You spoke ever so well on that topic. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. 01419511025. There was a lot happening on the pitch, of course. It was en route to a game in Dingwall, which Rangers won 4 2. And Stephen Gerrard thinks that they looked much more like themselves in the win. He says the squad is still settling, but he's feeling confident about the direction that they're heading in. I think it was a really strong away performance. Uh, I think a lot of our attack and play was, was quality. We could have scored more goals, so we're still fine-tuning going forward. I'd like us to be a little bit more ruthless. Um, you know, I could see goal five and six there for sure if we really wanted it. I think we're still fine-tuning out of position as well. The squad's still settling after a, a busy summer with, with late arrivals and people coming back, people getting up to speed. Um, but I can feel it coming. Um, we're getting close to how we want it to look. On today's evidence, we're getting closer to where we need to be. Before you walk in a dressing room, before you play an away game, you need motivation, de- desire, commitment. You need, before you talk about game plans, you need that. And I thought we got that in abundance today and that epitomised our style. We were aggressive, we were hard to play against and um, we got the right control in a lot of areas today and we scored a lot of good goals on the back of that. Alex, what did you make of that performance yesterday? Yeah, I think it was a, an improved performance going, particularly middle to front. They looked a bit more like themselves. Uh, obviously, they'd be a concern to pass up a couple of opportunities. The the first goal that which they conceded was a poor goal to give away. I think they could have stopped it at source. Obviously, the second one's you know the handballs could try to close that down. So that's about any unforced. complaints about that? Or is no, that just no, the way, not, not the way it all. is these days? I think so. I think when you go and uh, if it hits your hand and it's going goal bound, Gordon, there's every chance the referee's mm. going to give the penalty. But they also passed up another opportunity. Um, the boy went down the right hand side, spittle, yeah, and then he missed a rebound. So that would be a concern mm. for Stephen because everything was built on. The back being solid last year And I think there were some uh, Real and uh, big important uh, Performances as well I thought Joe Rebo Starting to get up to speed as well The importance of Kamara Will be dictating the ball Because of the style Rangers play And Morelos has You know Had, had the ground running With goals as well Andy's a Rangers fan Andy how much of yesterday Suggested that things Are on the right track for you Did that, did that feel better Compared to the last Couple of performances Hello guys How are you doing anyway First Good. of all Brilliant I, No a lot better up front Is that just I like just uh, Took the words at my mouth here I've still got the concern at the back because I thought and they didn't really pressurise that much but when they did we still looked you know a wee bit off the pace giving them too much room get cross balls and I uh, I was a wee bit but it's a lot better up front they looked I mean Aribo Morelos and Kamara they, they were yesterday they were just class acts I mean they were absolutely brilliant honestly and I, and I just hope this thing about Nathan Patterson uh, that we cannot let him go he's your future that boy needs to get some game time now. Gerard hopefully will start giving him some game time. Hopefully, we, we definitely need to keep Nathan Patterson. Well, funny you mentioned that because Stephen Gerard was also asked about it after the game. Um, said he wasn't aware of the reported five million pounds offer from Everton. Not to my knowledge. Are you planning on having discussions about that? Well, I'm sure the right person will tell me if that's the case and there's truth in it. You know, I hear a lot of noise, a lot of rumours, a lot of talk about a lot of our players. Um, but the only people people I listen to in, in this situation is Ross Wilson and the board. Um, if any bids land and they're respectable, um, then we'll discuss them. What about that one, Alex? Ray? It, yeah. it first of all surfaced down south yesterday. Um, Liverpool Echo, I think it was. I think the no, I think the mirror. First of all, was I think, it? Well, listen, that doesn't really matter. I think it came from down south. A five million pound bid from Everton. Stephen Gerrard there was keeping his close, cards close <laughs> to his chest. Whether he genuinely didn't know, or whether that was a way of. Uh, giving me the old custard pie That's fine <laughs> These these things happen um, 
But what did you make of that when you saw the story? Well, it was interesting, Gordon, because um, it was out of left field. I didn't expect a, a bid to come in, first and foremost. Listen, I think everyone acknowledges he's a, a very good talent. Now, if that's the case that there's a £5 million bid, for me, it's far too early. Um, I see very similar patterns to when uh, Alan Hutton broke into the, the scene, and that was, what, 15 years ago, where he moved, uh, 13 or 14 years ago, maybe, when, when he moved for £9 million. So... I, I, I would imagine that Rangers will keep a hold of him, try and get him in the team for a couple of years, but that, that is a big dilemma for uh, mm. Nathan Parson, and then try and get top dollar for him. Tough uh, one, Hugh, because the Rangers like him a lot, and, yeah. and they, they clearly would value him higher than the £5 million that was quoted, but at the same time, if you, you they're going to need to find a way to get him game time to to let him fulfil that price tag or, or add to it, as the, most of the fans listening would hope. Andy on the line says, you can't let him go because Nathan Parson is Rangers' future. Well, no, no he's not Not any more than Kieran Tierney with Celtic future When it came, when push came to shove And Celtic offered £25 million for Kieran Tierney It was money they simply could not turn down Yeah, out. but they, they got they got a heck of an innings out of him yeah, first though, didn't they? without doubt But, uh, you know, they were still going for the, the 10 in a row at that point But Kieran Tierney was still sold uh, Because Celtic believe in a player trading model and Rangers have gone on record to say that they must get a player trading model underway. Now, Nathan Patterson, in the fullness of time, uh, if the money is right, will be sold by Rangers because it has to be what you're about if you're doing a pro- proper player trading model. Players who en- encourage fantastic transfer fees mm. are to be sold. What do you think, Andy? Mm, I kind of disagree with you, but I know where you're coming from there, saying that, but I would still think, no, we need we need to keep him because Rangers obviously rate him that high and he's doing his best for Rangers. And Unless, as you said, if they come in with a, a mega, mega, no, like money, they would maybe say, right, OK, we'll, we'll meet and let him go, but no, I would, I wouldn't be selling uh, Nathan Patterson. <laughs> can our Scottish clubs, and I'm, can can Rangers get top dollar for him just now, Alex? Because he's not really played that much. You know, it's one thing projecting what, yeah, you, what you think he's going to turn into, and people do that. Clubs yeah, do course. buy do buy potential, but you're obviously in a much stronger position once you can say, "Oh, I don't know, he's a Champions League player. He's won this. He's won that. He's, he's played X amount." Yeah, I think Kieran Tierney's uh, the perfect example. If you're winning leagues, you're competing in Europe on a regular basis, you're performing at a decent uh, clip, then you'll get the the proper value. Uh, I think Everton are just trying a chance in the ram. I wouldn't imagine that Nathan Parson would go into the Everton first team at the moment anyway, so that will be a development fee because he sees potential. Then they're obviously chancing around. 0141951025, lots going on in Scottish football on and unfortunately off the pitch this weekend. So whatever is on your mind now is a good time to share it. And we're going to hear from the Celtic boss Ange Postacoglu next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141951025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means there is so much to go over from the weekend That's the way we like it We heard from Stephen Gerrard on Rangers performance On the bid from Everton from Nathan Patterson Uh, We've heard from some of you on the disappointing scenes On the supporters bus on the way to Dingwall And Rangers condemnation of it and subsequent banning of the fans who were guilty So if you've got any thoughts on them Feel free to keep them coming Ange Postacoglu though Says Celtic are still at the beginning Of what he's trying to build at the club And he thinks they are capable Of pushing on to new levels It was good We, we started really well Which is I think the key thing for us today um, You know we, we obviously had a, a 
fairly punishing game uh, midweek, but it was important we just set out early to put some pressure on, and, and we did that. We scored our goal, and then we hit the post. We were creating chances, and then obviously then the red card gives us that opportunity to control the game further. And I was just pleased that the players sort of, you know, didn't let the game just peter out. You know, it could have been easy even at halftime at 4-0, but we're still going at it at the end. You know, still pressing and still working hard, and you know, that's the kind of team we want to be. So I guess that was the... The, the most pleasing thing, the discipline and, and the work ethic right till the end. It, it may sound a little bit sort of arrogant to say that, oh, well, you know, we're going to improve after we've won 6-0, but we are still at the beginnings of what we're trying to build and there's, there's definitely going to be challenges along the way. And you know, But, you know, what happens after sort of days like today and the run we're on is that, you know, players get encouragement and they want more and then it's my responsibility and the staff's responsibility to keep pushing them to, to new levels. Six games, 24 goals scored, Six wins There's no downside to that for the Celtic fans Now comes the trial The trial of Ange Postacoglu's philosophy Against practicality Ange Postacoglu will go to play AZ Alkmaar In the same way that he played St Mirren At the weekend He's two up The philosophy goes on trial He then goes to Ibrox In front of 50,000 Rangers fans No Celtic supporters and Ange's philosophy will again go on trial Philosophy or practicality That's for the Celtic fans to decide Depending on the outcome of those two games Alex Ray, you can never know all the answers to all the questions On the 23rd of August And we will hopefully know all the answers come May Or maybe even earlier What we do know for sure right now yep. Is that in the so-called run-of-the-mill home league games This philosophy Really, really works for Celtic. Yeah, w- without doubt, Gordon. They have blown teams away, regardless of uh, Powers' red card. That they looked uh, imperious. They steamrolled them. I like the way that they actually press the life out of teams as well. They don't get a second to rest, so they never get any of the ball. So it's just wave after wave after wave. And when you have the personnel that Celtic do in that forward area, and they also have players coming off the bench as well, which actually can fit into that particular style of play. Then I think at home they're going to be kind of mm. really impressive this year. I mean, Hugh, you gave Alan Power your howler of the weekend for getting sent off. It, it's difficult to make a case for St Mirren being too hard done by when you lose six uh-huh. nil. But will they feel a room for a slight frustration at having the goal chopped off, which looks like that was incorrect? Yeah, of course, it was an incorrect decision, and referees and their, their assistants have got to get the big calls right. However, with the benefit of hindsight. And indeed, I would have said it at the time Even if the goal had stood St Mirren were on a hiding to nothing Celtic were, were simply mm. too good for them And it would have been 6-1 instead of 6-0 uh, Let's bring in Kevin Who's a Celtic fan from Motherwell I know you've got a few points, Kevin Let, Let's kick off with the, the kind of football stuff If you like, with your Celtic hat on What you made of the performance at the weekend And, and who's standing out for you And that sort of thing oh, How you doing, guys? You right? Good um, the, per- the performance Listen, the performances speak for themselves. The scoreline speaks for themselves. Uh, it's, it's, we've been playing superb. I think um, Ange Postecoglou has, has got his playing the best stuff since Brendan Rodgers started, first came in. I think we've been excellent. The, the standouts are obvious. Kyogo, uh, I think he's just adds a, an energy to the entire front line. I think he's infectious. I think it's, the way that Scott Brown used to be that drive the team forward for midfield. Kyogo seems to be doing that for the front. He's brilliant. I think Abada at the weekend and David Turnbull standouts. Um, 
I mean, you could listen. You could go on. Stephen Welsh, I don't think is getting to uh, the praise that he deserves. I think he's been. I think he's our best centre half, and that's not a slight on anybody else. I think he's just naturally brilliant, and I think Tony Ralston. I mean, he's just came from anywhere. I mean, I thought he was in the scrap heap. Can you believe we gave him a contract? And then, and now, I'm thinking, can you believe we've signed another right back? We don't need him. We've got Tony Ralston. I never have thought that. He's just. He's been. He's been brilliant. So, Kevin, Kevin, stuff's been great. Kevin, I wonder if you'd agree with me. I would leave Odson Edward out against AZ Alkmaar and bring back James Forrest because I think uh, Furuhashi lost some of his effectiveness playing out wide at the weekend to accommodate Edward. Still won 6 0, though, didn't they? So, overall, as a team, they didn't lose, didn't really lose much. But when, when they go to Alkmaar, everyone is of the opinion, and I don't know if Kevin mm. agrees, but everyone seems to be of the opinion that Celtic will need to score yeah. there. I think Celtic will score more readily. If uh, Furuhashi is played through the middle, I think that I've been listening to this. I'm 39, I've been listening to this show for about 20 years. And I think I've agreed with you, Kevin's, maybe twice. So I'm going to make it three <laughs> times. So uh, I, I totally agree with you. I think Furuhashi needs to play. I think you're spot on. I think most Celtic fans would agree. I think Odson Adwa's been all right. But. Um, I think I, I, I think you're spot on I, I know you had a Sorry Kevin I didn't mean to interrupt you Agreeing with you Because I know that'll be a collector's item You, <laughs> you mentioned Anthony Ralston And I know you had a, a Sort of wider point about him as well Didn't you? I have a wider point about him And I, I'm very interested to see What Alex Ray thinks about this Because again I've said it before I'm surprised I've actually agreed with Alex Most of the time he's on the radio But so I'm surprised I've always seen what he says here Stephen Gerrard gave an interview about Nathan Patterson about the bid for Everton. I can't remember. I don't know what the bid was, but apparently it was ridiculous. And but Stephen Gerrard's come out and said, um, uh, he's challenged the reporter to name a better Scottish right back on current form, and I think that is just ridiculous. Nathan Patterson's played one game this season. Tony Ralston's been amazing, and I just think I'm all for supporting young Scottish boys. But I mean, I think Stevie Gerrard's. Miles off there because the 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 on forum right back in the country, never mind just Scottish right back, is Tony Ralston. So I don't know where he's coming from with that. And I just want well, I'm interested to see what Alex thinks. Listen, I think if you were probably back four games ago, there were question marks over Tony Ralston. I think if you're looking at a four game spell, then you're saying to yourself, "Well done, Tony Ralston." What what he has done really well for me is he's shown character, Gordon. Because when you're getting questioned by your own supporters, is this the guy we need right backs coming in? Scored a couple of goals. Some of his performances have been brilliant. You know, he's bombing up and down. It suits the the, the the way that Celtic's playing So you have to give him credit for that So Listen they two, They're two young mm-hmm. boys Obviously Patterson's not getting the game time So you can't really judge him at the moment Which is difficult So uh, But listen I think he, He's absolutely right about Ralston In terms of getting that contract I would be surprised if he didn't offer him another one Yeah Hugh It, it is a difficult question to answer Because the Nathan Patterson thing It's not really changed since the summer Where people have this idea That he's going to be really good And they've, oh. they've based it on a few games it would be nice to just see more of them Then yeah. you'll be more yeah. sure of your opinion Well it was always going to be the dilemma Tavernier is Rangers captain And Patterson is playing second fiddle to him When a lot of Rangers supporters come on here And express their wish to see more of Nathan Patterson I'm also introducing the business argument If someone comes in before the transfer deadline Of 31 August And offers Rangers 15 million For someone who hasn't played 20 league games Might mm. that be a game changer Final word to you Kevin You got any other points You want to get off your chest The, the only other point Was about the whole Kyogo thing Obviously uh, I'd, I'd say to uh, uh, the, the guy that answered the phone At the start I'd just say that, that 
it's just so disappointing, man. It, it's, it's disgusting. I think they, these idiots on the bus, and you could see them. There's only a handful. It's a small minority. But I think, uh, I don't know what else. It's not about point scoring. One of the other callers said that as well. And I think Celtic and Rangers are doing all they can. I don't think you can blame the clubs here. They, they can't be responsible for these idiots when they go on the bus. But one thing I'd like to do is just, I think that Rangers, I think you guys as well, I think everybody should recognise and congratulate Rangers on how quickly that they've dealt with us. I think that that's been brilliant for Rangers. I think they've, they've showed how seriously they take this and it's a, it's a good example of how to deal with these things really swiftly. So well done to them. Kevin and Motherwell, thank you very much. You don't have to be called Kevin and from North Lanarkshire to get on this show, by the way. We're just going to move a couple of miles up the road and bring in Kevin from Bells Hill um, with your Celtic hat on as well. Kevin, what did you make of the weekend? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, the transfer transformation to this team the last year to this it's fine day so as um, Ange's put up he's got his signings in and he's making them play a certain way push 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 no holding back we'll get results um, sort of maybe a bit of defence maybe but then that's my other point as well um, Young Welsh and Ralston Brilliant. So that. And you say that, Kevin, is that because, with with no disrespect to them, you're you're surprised by that? You know, for instance, David Turnbull was the Player of the Year last season for Celtic. Odds Edwards obviously shown what he can do. You, your delight at Welsh and, and Ralston is that because they're maybe exceeding expectations? Well, Ra- Ralston's already come out and said he's he's allowed to come inside now, so he's on the free do freedom to have a shot. I go, and he's got enough energy. We've got him down the flanks, so he is. Um, I, I am not minimising a 6-0 win over Dundee and another 6-0 win over St Mirren and uh, a win over Hearts at Celtic Park that was far more comprehensive than the 3-2 scoreline. But now, Kevin, Anthony Ralston, Stephen Welsh, Carl Starfelt, Greg Taylor, the, the whole Ange Postacoglu philosophy Goes on trial Because now it's serious time It's Alkmaar away And Rangers away And in the space of Four days An awful lot Is going to be Revealed about This Celtic side And how much progress Exactly Has been made Under Postacoglu I get that Alex And the, the only Time that you, you Need reminded is that is, is if you are getting Carried away And you're saying Oh well this, you know, this, We've already seen enough Celtic run away With everything But you can understand why fans like Kevin are delighted tonight Because they, they weren't doing this last season This is about progression This is about context It's alright with all these phrases that you hear Oh it's only St Mirren Or it's only Hearts Or it's only Dundee Or they were down to 10 men yeah. But all of these things existed last season Celtic didn't play like this So yeah. if you're basing it on what you can On the 23rd of August It's understandable where the delight is coming from Gordon, it's fair to say the Celtic fans are loving what they're actually watching, and and why would you not? You know they're scoring freely, they you know not conceding a lot of goals. Um, listen, I think they've got back to what Parkhead should have been. You know, I think they got away for that last year. He, he's managed to get a rhythm. I think the, I think the key thing for me about what Big Ange is doing in there at the moment is the players are buying into what he's actually trying to do. So there's a real kind of focus, and everybody playing a particular way. Everybody's happy about it. I agree with you wholeheartedly in terms of AZ over there, the possession-based team. You, they haven't really engaged with anybody like that so far. I mean, they, they, they 
They gave up chances to AZ at home, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The, 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 the good thing for uh, Celtic's point of view is Joe Hart produced a mm-hmm. save. That's something that the keepers didn't do last year. So these are all positive for Celtic going forward. What did you make of that? We touch you, Joe Hart. Yeah. Sort of arm round Jack Anik at half time, opposition goalkeeper, and saying, what was it, regroup, make saves, giving him a, a bit of encouragement. Well, did you I, like that? Yeah, I did. Uh, I think that's simply human compassion. He. Being an England international And having won the Premiership with Man City And so on and so forth He has looked from the other end of the park And appreciated that Jack Anik had The first half from hell Against Celtic And he has shown human compassion And he's gone over and he's spoken to him That speaks volumes for the, Joe Hart's decency The goalkeepers yeah, union is known as They stick together yeah, yeah, don't absolutely, they yeah. would, would midfielders wouldn't do that would they If you saw your opposite number Imagine Alex Ray saw his opposite number Misplace a few passes And he goes over at half time Puts his arm around and says Don't worry son Just get your head down I Keep it so. simple <laughs> never, mind no? it, never mind picking on Alex Ray Alex Ray has continued with the theme of tonight's programme When he said I agree with you <laughs> But I won't catch you on That's for sure No but listen You're absolutely right Listen it's okay Doing that 4-0 You know And, and fair play to him Because he was having An absolute yeah. howler uh, Let's hear a bit more From Ange Postacoglu Thinks David Turnbull Has the right attributes To keep getting better And thinks he can add More to his game After his first Senior hat-trick He's got all The sort of ingredients You're looking for He's you know Physically he's You know He works hard He's got great technique He's got good temperament um, You know the, the, the challenge for David Is to just not put any limits on you know, the player he can be and, and the levels he can reach and you know, that's kind of like I said my role and staff's role to, to keep pushing him and, and you know I think he gets frustrated with himself sometimes uh, you know when he's not scoring or assisting but I think there's more to his game than that and, and once he adds those other things then I think you know he'll, he'll, he'll keep improving and you know where that takes him is, is up to him Can he keep getting better Kevin? Is he getting better? What's your take on the hat-trick? Hero from the weekend Well He's He's, he's only going to get better I think Really um, Playing time He had his, Yeah I know he's had Injuries But that's It's he's, I don't you watch And plus It's They'll need to be They'll need to get McCarthy as well um, They'll need to retreat Because They can't play Every single game Yeah they can yeah, I think that's true Hopefully um, we'll find out a bit more about that When the transfer window closes And we get more games underway Thank you very much though to Kevin in Bells Hill This is always a great time to get your call in Because we need to get some travel And that means you could be up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here Going over the weekend's biggest talking points If you think we've missed one Or one's not getting the attention you want Then the best way to fix it is to pick up the phone 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Phone obviously The best route to do so Let's bring in George Who's a Rangers fan from the south side What have you got for us tonight George? Gordon, Alex, Hugh, how are you doing? Not bad at all, how are you, are you well? Aye, not bad Good. It was just a very quick one for you I'm not going to stay on the line long and hog it Take your time uh, Basically, my point is Everyone's getting over excited about how Celtic are playing uh, Or they're going to win the league, blah 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 See if you look back to when Wenger was at Arsenal They played some amazing football But they would always finish kind of Third, fourth in the league Do you know what I mean? It never got them anywhere It never did any good for them uh, The elite goals at the back Celtic are doing the same The elite goals Left, right and centre uh, I just think 
that is that could be the case. I just wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Here, here we have a very simple phenomenon. The Celtic fans have spent 12 months in abject misery. Every dream they cherished turned to a nightmare. And even the job of looking for a successor to Neil Lennon as manager turned into a nightmare as well. And when they got Ange Postacoglu, they didn't really know who he was and they feared the worst. The, the worst seemed to be out of the Champions League to FC Mitchelland and then the league defeat at Tynecastle. Since then, six games, 24 goals, six wins. And the Celtic fans have responded in a joyful way. If some of them go over the top and say that Kyogo will score 40 to 50 goals this season and that Celtic will definitely win the league, that's just what fans do. So they're only reacting to a year of abject misery by having four weeks of unbridled joy. George, is it? Is it a little bit of a stretch to say they're conceding goals left, right and centre? Because again, I accept all the qualifiers about it being Dundee or it being Hearts or it being St Mirren But they didn't concede any against them and Oh sorry, did two against Hearts, didn't concede against Alkmaar There are clearly moments, but it's not like it's every game, is it? It's not every game, but if you look last season at the Rangers like they, Their defence was unreal uh, That's how you win leagues, it's defending And... Celtic, I okay, they're breaking on the counter, they're taking counter attacks, they're doing well. But as I said, you really need to button up the back and have it from all angles. You can't just be an attacking team. That's why I think that they won't win the league this year. Uh, albeit they're playing really good football and scoring lots of goals, but as I said, that doesn't win your leagues. Yeah, to, to be fair, Alex and Hugh, I think yeah. every, well, we certainly have acknowledged that the tougher tests will be around yeah. the corner and we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, listen, I think Hugh and I have been on this show for the last three, four weeks uh, since we started uh, up and running. And, uh, you know, I think it's well known, but we think about the defensive line of Celtic, they haven't really been tested as such so far. I think middle to front, you can see clearly what the, the objectives are. They've obviously brought a right back in as well at the weekend. So, yeah, but I would imagine uh, there's seven or eight days left of the transfer window, Gordon. I would expect a few more additions there. Rangers are with nine years of misery. And when they stopped Celtic winning 10 in a row, joy was unconfined. So if the Celtic fans have reacted to the 24 goals and six wins in a row in a happy fashion... Well, when did we outlaw happiness? George, the excitement, I wonder if it's as a result of the fact that the attacking side of things Would you concede that that's Better at this stage than, than you thought it would be as well? I Don't get me wrong I mean That Ange Postacoglu has done well since he's came in He's really turned the team around uh, Yeah They're playing good football But when they come up for the likes of St Johnson Or Rangers at Ibrox Hearts Well I suppose they played Hearts But Hibs come on up Do you know what I mean? These teams These teams have got a bit of backbone about them uh, they're not going to lie down They will put up a defence They're going to be really hard to break down So it'll be really interesting to see what they do Albeit they've had some pretty easy teams Not taking any respect away from the teams But they're not exactly big games That they've played so well, You've just lumped Kilmarnock into it And they've been relegated yeah, he, he, meant so they've, they've, he meant in a cup They've played bigger games than that George But anyway On a more serious note Before we let you go uh, What about your own team yesterday George How how far did that go? I think Stephen Gerrard said it was it was more like themselves. How did you feel? I definitely a lot better performance. I'm just a bit disappointed that we leaked a few goals, uh, but I it seems to be winning ways again. So I just hope this momentum keeps going, 
and we just get better and better. I think we're just being pretty lazy, uh, taking things for granted and not realising that this year is probably more important to uh, obtain this title, keep it. Uh, so we really need to wake up. But I think after yesterday's performance, it was definitely a step in the right direction. The psychology of it is going to be fascinating, Hugh. Last yeah. season, you would have thought it would, you would have been forgiven for thinking Scottish football was just going to end at the end of last season because for so long, Celtic chased 10, Rangers wanted to stop it. Yeah. Whatever happened, it was going to be dramatic. Now that's over. And all of a sudden, actually, this season, not for prestige for fans, but financially, this season certainly more important because it looks like we'll get a direct route to the, uh, the Champions League. So... The psychology is fascinating Because we'll never know for sure And so George is saying Were Rangers a bit lackadaisical At the start of the season well, I don't know At the start of the season Rangers fans must have thought Oh Look at the state of Celtic And then After the defeat at Tynecastle Everything changed And the Celtic fans started to say Look at the state of Rangers And that's the way we like it In this part of the world Yeah absolutely I think when you After the Livingston game And the Hearts opening uh, Game of the, the season gone I think we'd Celtic fans on the Monday night think, where are we going with all this? It's such a short space of time. Ange Postecoglou's managed to turn it round. He's managed to get the mm-hmm. team scoring free-flowing. As I said, I think uh, the, the coming couple of games will be a good yardstick to see. And we're only one month into the season. But you're absolutely right in terms of the the narrative changes because of the money at the end of the season gone. You know, mm-hmm. Both teams will be desperate to try and get that first spot. We don't have much to go on, as we said, because it is still mid to late August. This time last year, Celtic were winning games But weren't convincing mm-hmm. And some people were saying Ah but we're winning games And that's what champions do And we're getting over the line And don't worry it'll come good And in case you hadn't noticed It, it, it did not come <laughs> yeah. good I wonder about Rangers At the start of this season So George is saying I'm a bit frustrated That we conceded goals yesterday yeah. Is that fine? Is that okay? Is that what champions do? They won the game You forget about it You move on Or is it a sign That the defence is not as Hard to break down as it was last season. But no, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, that clearly, uh, they're not defending in the manner which they were doing last year, Gordon. Because I think they brought a record last year. So you know the fact that they conceding now will be a concern for Steven Gerrard. Uh, even though passing up chances as well, like the boy Spittle when he when he get down mm. the side. What specifically then did you see? Take yesterday as an example. Analyse a couple of moments Goals yeah, well, Whatever well, you think well, We're concerned well, well, well just take spittles uh, I don't think Well if you want to do The first goal Gordon I don't think A rebo gets out quick enough I don't think he puts himself in line with the, with the cross And, and he kind of Turns away from that as well You want your, your player Who engages there To take Take that in the face And stop it coming out of the box And then there's a slight Deflection at the first post So then Then the boy reacts well The second goal is just He's tried to close the ball down So for me That's mm, just penalty, three, yeah. These things happen I don't think that's anyone Getting carved open in, in any shape or form But the one for me Was Spittle You know Because the ball was coming down The right the, 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 Their right hand side Rangers left And he's just kind of Slowed it past uh, Balligan And I think Conor Golson's Trying to play a high line uh, So, But he has to take his uh, He has to take his line Off Balligan So he can then recover So for me They have to work on That defensive line A little bit better Okay, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much to George in the South Side. Keep your calls coming in. Anything that you want to add or disagree with, anything you think we've missed, pick up the phone and let us know. I think it is just about time that we did this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. Always full of optimism on a new week on Beat the Pundit. How did the last week end for you again? Remind Five me. Five ball draw and then robbed by a daft question in the penalty shootout. Beaten on the tiebreaker on Friday. It's a ball new week that. though. He has been studying hard, telling me how much he's going to wipe the floor with every single one of you. 
out there If you want to put him in his place Or Alex Ray for that matter It's 0141 951 1025 You come on here You answer as many questions right as you can And if you get more than them You win the ball It's, it's that simple So pick up the phone You need to do it before 7 o'clock The lines close at 7 So 0141 951 1025 Beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here We're into the second half of the show So if you're just joining us We've heard a bit from Ange Postacoglu On a couple of things He's spoken out in support of Kyogo Furuhashi After the incident involving the Rangers supporters bus yesterday Rangers have banned those individuals indefinitely we got into the football in terms of on the pitch Ange Postacoglu clearly happy with a 6-0 win Stephen Gerrard thinking Rangers are getting more like themselves After a win in Dingwall So if you have anything to add Get the calls in 01419511025 And I'm sure there's plenty more to come from these two after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football it has beat the pundit time Mario is on the phone Mario It says next to your name Brackets St Mirren fan That means you're on here To cheer yourself up After a tough weekend Aren't you? Oh very much so Oh yes <laughs> <laughs> it was, If there was one word I could describe About the performance I would say shambolic ah, Yeah well, Clearly a tough afternoon At the office Any complaints about Alan Power's red card? Well, no complaints at all, no. It was a very rash challenge. Um, he never played the ball at all, and I think it was a well-deserved red card. This will never catch on, Hugh. Teams admitting that their own player should have been sent off. Uh, Look, is, Mario, is, is, I, I feel a bit uneasy. See his face, face yeah. I looked over as if to say, no words, I told you. Mario is a man of sound judgement. <laughs> <laughs> Even more alarming than the fact that he's on to cheer himself up after that, it also says that he's currently out jogging. Tell me this is not oh. true, Mario. Are you taking a breather to play Beat the Pundit? I'm taking a breather, yes I've stopped in a wee nice shade um, I need a wee breather It's very, very warm It's 23 degrees ah, It's a bit warm about running, honestly Get yourself up the road, right Anyway, let's see who you're up against tonight Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans And tails, it will be Alex Ray And it's heads, it's Hugh Keevans Against Mario from Paisley Running round Paisley If you can see a jogger anywhere Beat the horn, it might be him Let's give Hugh some Clyde too So that he can't steal Mario's answers Mario I'm sure you know the drill I will put 30 seconds on this clock Just make sure you answer as many right as you can And you are allowed to pass and move on, okay? Okay Good stuff, 30 seconds starts now Who was Rangers club captain before James Tavernier? Uh, pass Who managed Celtic the last time they failed to make European group stage football? Neil Lennon Who's got more Scotland caps, Alan Hutton or Morris Malpass? Morris Malpass Name any Welshman to have played in the Scottish top flight this season Oh, pass. Name the only Scottish team Paul Lambert has managed. Celtic. Name oh, no. any any player to have scored a top flight hat trick in Scotland in 2021. Take your time. I'll finish the question. Any player to have scored a Scottish top flight hat trick in 2021. Futuhashi. Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? Can. Good. Same set of questions to you then. I'll reload this clock. 30 seconds and it starts now. <laughs> Who was the Rangers club captain before James Tavernier? Um, pass Who managed Celtic The last time they failed To make European Group stage football um, Ronnie Dyla Which player received More Scotland caps Alan Hutton Or Morris Malpass Morris Malpass Name any Welshman Who's played in the Scottish top flight This season Ooh, Pass Name the only Scottish team Paul Lambert managed 
Uh, Libby Name any player to have scored a Scottish top flight hat-trick in 2021 David Dunbar Okay, what do you think Mario? What's the verdict? I think it could be a tie-break That's not what Hugh Keevans wanted to hear, is it? After (laughs) Friday's debacle Let's find out I knew that first one was going to trip you up But it's one of them with a bit more time, Alex Wallace Lee Wallace Before James Tavernier Of course, yeah So, 0-0 the... Own, uh, the last Celtic manager To fail to make European group stage football and I see that Keevans He's got it in for Ronnie uh-huh. Dyla It was Neil Lennon Oh, uh, oh. You'll remember Ronnie Dyla Played in Europe a couple of times At Inter Milan Did he not famously Virgil van Dijk Sent off I think over there um, In fact I'm b- blaming you for this Because I told you at the weekend About going to Molda With Celtic to work the night that Chris Commons took the yeah, huff yeah, that was Ronnie Dyer was the yeah. manager Anyway um, I digress Morris Malpass has got five more Scotland caps Than Alan Hutton mm. 55 to 50 So Mario leads by 2 to 1 The Welshman to have played Doidge. in the top flight oh, By the way you see, you see how good he is when he's not playing Christian Doidge Ryan Hedges Or Dundee United's new signing Dylan Levitt Who made his debut yesterday The only Scottish team Paul Lambert has managed Mario did that thing where he Said it and then knew straight away how wrong it was He said Celtic But Hugh Keevans got, yeah. got it right Olivia, your level And name any player to have scored a Scottish top flight hat-trick this year You had the choice of Kyogo Furuhashi David Turnbull or Kyle Lafferty I don't know if you'd remember that from last season No, no. There we go So you both got it Which means Mario, oh, no. Mario's prediction is right It is on to the tiebreaker oh, uh, no. Hugh so, jogger, jogger versus daughter <laughs> A quick reminder uh, of how it works I'll read the question I'll get Hugh to write his answer down I'll then invite Mario to give me his attempt So the question is this How many goals have been scored In the Scottish top flight so far this season? Wow Write it down please Hugh Keevans How many goals have been scored In the Scottish top flight so far this season? Mario what would you do? I would say This is a guess definitely (laughs) I would say 65 Oh my days oh, no 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 Hugh Keevans has gone for 60, 64 So it's easy for me To figure out Who's correct And who's not here So Hugh says 64 Mario says 65 Mario It breaks my heart To tell you The answer is 57 oh, Hugh Keevans no. He's pointing to the Imaginary name On the back of his M&S oh, shirt At the moment no, no, no. What colour would you call that shirt Salmon <laughs> Uh, well, probably Blamange. <laughs> anyway, oh, well done, Mister Kevins. Mario, nice a, to hear from you, Mario. It's you, lovely to hear you from you again. Do you want to know the difference between you and Gordon DL? Uh, <laughs> he, would, he would have finished this by saying, "Mario, jog on." I'll finish it by saying. That was super Mario Oh dear that's even worse Right Mario have a good night Uh, That was Mario uh, Currently jogging somewhere Around the Paisley area And unable to make up For St Mirren's disappointment How tight a finish was that 64 to 65 And by the way You were both close I have no idea What I would have gone for that The Malpass one Was a good one as well Yeah Yep That was not bad at all Lovely guy Morris So the sign ball stays here If you want to wrestle it away From the studio tomorrow It's the same number At the same time Pick it up and let us know what is on your mind. That's my first one of the season. I've done a motherwell. Is that your first one of the season? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I've three goes, and this my, that's my first one. I thought you had one under your. You're all as good as your last one, Shell. Correct. Under your belt. Um, let's bring in James, who is a Celtic fan from Port Glasgow. James, what's on your mind tonight? Good evening, Alec. Good evening. Hi, James. Hi, James. Um, I'd like to ask two simple questions. How do you think Keiko Fukurahashi felt this morning when he actually read that, has seen it, and someone explained to him what it meant 
Now, we are trying to promote Scottish football all over the world. And the following we've got in Japan and Australia since Ange Takeover is phenomenal. Does anybody stop to think this morning, how does that young boy feel? And what does it say for us? We've got a cancer. A cancer in Scottish football. And I don't know how we're going to beat it. But we need to come up with their wishing. And I'd like to thank Rangers for their quick response to it. And the second we point... Well, between... you know what, let's, let's break them up, James, and I'll, I will let you back in for the second one, no doubt. I just feel like you made an excellent one there and I don't want to, to let it slip by because actually, Hugh, that's, that's it. That's by far the most important thing. Yeah, the, the first thing... How do you think that makes Kyogo Furuhashi feel? Um, well, first of all, that's why Ange Postacoglu would have been uh, close to Furuhashi today and would have explained things. And he, you know, he describes himself, Ange Postacoglu, as an immigrant because he left his native Greece when he was five years old and went to Australia. So he understands that culture. Uh, and he will have sat down with uh, Kyogo, I'm sure. And everyone at Celtic will have put a protective arm around him. And he, like professional footballers, will be used to abuse to a degree. Uh, and just to take up on James' point about Scotland and it being a cancer, it, it, it's, a, it's a societal problem that affects more than Scotland. We had Jurgen Klopp the other day criticising the Liverpool fans for homophobic chants. I'm afraid people... In society, have to have a, a very hard look at themselves in terms of homophobia, racism, mm. sectarianism. Uh, but in terms of um, Kyogo, he will have been well protected by everyone at Lennox Town, and I'm quite sure that everyone will make sure that, that that he is in no way distressed. Sadly, the answer is very simple. When James says, um, that, "You know, did no one stop to think about how he would feel?" Well, the answer that's yeah, no, absolutely. straight away, and, and that. You know, therein lies the problem, Alex. Gordon, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen the reaction that Kamara had last last year, and it was it was appalling having to witness that. So th this guy's in a new country, and he's having to experience that today, having lit up Scottish football. You know, you look at his performances; he's been in, in fire. So he'll be loving it, and then for to waking up mm. to that is it, it's deplorable. And not only Celtic, I think across the board, I think if you look at across social media, most right-minded people have been in support yeah, for, for Kyogo, and rightly so. You know, and it, it has to be called out every turn, and I don't agree that it's just Scotland. I think when you look across, you look at the English boys getting it in the summer as well, having done so well to get to where they mm. get to Gordon, you look across all Europe, America, you know, it's a, a society problem as well, and Listen, we just have to keep chatting on the door because that is not acceptable. It's very difficult, in fact, pointless to sort of compare one incident to another and, and see, you know, how it came about because that kind of almost leaves the door open for accusations that you're treating one as worse than the other when, when it's not really. But what's what's bizarre about yesterday, Hugh, if that's even the right word, is how the, someone probably had to tell Furuhashi about it uh -huh. and like having to deliver that news, have to receive that news. I mean, this comes in all... Shapes and forms Someone might direct it at you In the street Someone mm -hmm. might direct it at you From the stands yeah. Glenn Kamara some, an, an opposing player Might direct it at you Someone Is Furuhashi's going to have to be Made aware of this And then have it like Explained And yeah. and what it, That's the bit that James is right How does this reflect on us What does that explanation Seem like Is it We're really sorry This sort of thing goes on here You know it, that, that That's it, not what you want to hear It, it reflects on us Very badly um, he, He's only been here for a month 
uh, and I repeat, it's a hate crime, and he suffered a hate crime. Um, now, football players tend to be very thick-skinned. Had it been another player who had said something to Kyogo, then mayhem ensues at that point. Uh, supporters in this country have to have a, a long, hard look at themselves. The, the behaviour is simply not good enough, not by a long way. Um, Only some, to be fair. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, but you have to take these cases in isolation. We can only deal with Kyogo right now. Uh, and we can apologise. On behalf of Scotland, we can apologise to him. But I am certain that everyone at Celtic will have looked after him very well and will continue to look after him very well. He, he plays football with a smile on his face. He clearly understands the the love and affection the Celtic supporters have for him and that will sustain him. Mm. Uh, James, what was that other point? Well, I want to go back to when the Rangers player was abused in the Europa League, Clyde Kamara. I'm a Celtic fan and I hate racism. I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, Hindu, Muslim, Pakistani. If you want to play for my team, I will give you the support. You Scott Brown went up to him in the old firm game just yesterday. I can't remember where it was. Was it Ibrox or Parkhead? And gave the boy a cuddle. He said, probably say to him, look mate, 99% of people in this country are brilliant. Do you think the Rangers captain, James Tavernier, might go up to Kego and Sunday and go, look mate, I know you were abused by your supporters. And there are no supporters of Rangers. 99.9% of Rangers supporters are decent human beings like the Celtic supporters. But we've got the odd couple, 1% who are not right in the head. This is my opinion. Yeah, I mean, listen, that, that's difficult, isn't it? Because James yeah. Tavernier may well do, may, may want to. Celtic may not want it. Furuhashi may or may not want it. So... I'm sure if it did happen Everyone would say Nice, well done And we applaud that But I, I think it's important Hugh That it doesn't turn into a scenario Where yeah. if that doesn't happen Then there's you know criticism Because yeah. Rangers have acted quickly today Banned the fans I'm sure Kyogo Furuhashi and Celtic Appreciate that So it's difficult f- for us To project what the response should be uh-huh. um, Let me say that As a gesture It would be high profile and in a stadium that contains no Celtic supporters, it would be even more high profile. And when Scott Brown did it, he did it in an empty stadium. If Tavernier wants to do it in a full stadium, uh, that would be terrific. Um, I will leave that up to James Tavernier on a personal level and to Rangers as a football club. But Rangers have responded and quickly to those who have caused such deep-rooted offence today. Uh, where Rangers and James Tavernier in particular take it from here is up to them uh, Thank you to James in Port Glasgow 01419511025 was the number he got in touch on and John in Clydebank did the same John what's your point? Hi how you doing? Um, just the caller no long ago there um, Rangers man mm-hmm. uh, was talking about Celtic had leaped in uh, goals left right and centre uh, I think if I'm correct in saying, I think Rangers have written more goals domestically already this season. The Celtic, is that correct? Um, yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. So, Just yeah. adding them up quickly in my head. Yeah, I think I think Celtic's got... Uh, was it? Two in three. domestically? No, I think, I think there's three, mate. I think... Aye, well, 
Do you include in the, the cup game? You don't cup or just league? No, just a week Sorry, just a week So Celtic conceded Two against, two against Hearts And yep. that's your lot so far, yeah? Yeah So yeah, yeah, yeah you're right And even if that was just, just To take into account the, the cup game That was what Two, so that would be four I don't know I think Rangers have more goals in than Celtic anyway The defence Celtic's defence Is a work in progress Um I'm still not too sure about Starfield being centre-back for us. Um, he's not really proved himself yet, to be honest. But again, you need time to bed in and get used to the, the Scottish way of playing. Sometimes it takes play, uh, players longer to I'm afraid. I'm afraid, James, you've not got time to bed in. He's got to go to the Netherlands on Thursday night and uh, that game could determine whether Celtic progress in the Europa League or not. And then it's Rangers at Ibrox on Sunday. So... Uh, no, no time to bed in. He can either do it Thursday and Sunday, or he can't. What do you make of that, John? That's that's true. Um, my name's John, actually. Hugh. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. <laughs> you confused me for a minute there. <laughs> um, I understand what you're saying, Hugh, but um, you you said it yourself before on this show that some players take longer to bed in than others. Is it because it's just Celtic? He has to prove himself straight away. No, 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 I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking about the circumstances here. He's been signed for millions of pounds. He's been signed to make a difference as quickly as possible. Uh, Kyogo has hit the ground running. Abada has hit the ground running. Um, Anthony Ralston, when reintroduced to the team, hit the ground running. Uh, I'm not saying that every human being should automatically hit the ground running. However, Now comes the hard part The six games have been played The 24 goals have been scored The six wins have been recorded Mm. Now comes the hard part Can you do it when it really matters In a vital European tie Followed by the game against Rangers at Ibrox I'm sorry, bedding in doesn't come into the argument here It's in fairness though Hugh The the way that language is loaded suggests that, that The stuff that's already done it isn't. It, it, it was all the hard part for Celtic last season, and to get yourself in a position where Alkmaar matters and Rangers matter, you need to take care of those other bits. So by yeah. saying that the hard bit is you know still to come, does that not diminish a little bit what's gone on previously? I don't think so at all. I mean, I, I'm paying fulsome tribute to Celtic for the 24 goals and the six wins. However, you cannot take out of the equation the fact that you, the Europa mm. League hangs on sure. doing well in Alkmaar. And the domestic league When Rangers came to Celtic Park last season For the first Old Firm game And I think Conor Goldson scored twice Yeah, two headers, yeah Celtic never recovered from that And didn't beat mm. Rangers at all in was, the season In, so, terms, in yeah. terms of accuracy, Alex yes, someone, will, I've already done it, Gordon, someone, I've already, will, someone will point out on Twitter, I'm sure I think Celtic have conceded four goals domestically And Rangers have conceded three, three. Yes, that's correct e- Either way, whether one, one team has got one more or fewer than the other I, I'm not sure it's enough to draw huge comparisons on Um could we be very general and say that the back line for, for both teams is the bit that needs improving? Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, although, although, to be fair, Rangers is obviously the one that did well last season and has, yeah. has got a bit of goodwill in the Let, tank. Let's put it this way, Gordon. I think both managers will want to um, get the back door kind of squared up sooner or later because obviously they've conceded goals and that's when you want to be your foundation. Um, okay, I think we'll leave it there. John and Clyde Bank, it was nice to speak to you tonight. It's definitely John. You, John, remember that. And he's a Clyde Bank man, too. Exactly. Not like you, right? We've got a good question for you next. Bit of a 
Scotland Old Firm International Geographical feel to this You're going to have to Spin a few plates I've probably made it Sound more difficult than it is You don't have to worry Keep your calls coming in We'll speak to you next as well Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 To get your calls in You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB I've got a full time teaser for you Now we do this At the same time every night The deal is you send the questions in And we catch the pundits out It's quite a good arrangement So if you want involved The address you need is full time At Clyde1.com That's full time At Clyde1.com Jerry in Erskine has sent this one in For thank you to Jerry Can you name the last seven Scotland internationals who've also played for the old firm to play in the MLS. Can you name the last seven Scotland internationals who've also played for the old firm to play in the MLS? Miller. Kenny Miller? Yes. Yes, well done. Boydie? Yes. Ooh. Johnny Russell? When did he play for the old firm? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, but, but, see, yeah, but, uh, I'm just thinking about MLS, right? Okay. You uh, would be. I mean, if the question didn't include that caveat, you would be right. He's playing there currently. Yes. Lewis Morgan. Brilliant. Okay, we'll leave it there because just like that, you've got three out of seven, and you're making light work of it. Jerry and Erskine, thank you. Can you name the last seven Scotland internationals who've also played for the old firm to play in the MLS? You can send your questions into full time at Clyde1.com. Um, what else jumped out at you from the weekend? I'm thinking about big wins. One of you picked the Steel Men, didn't you? Mother on the, on the Dundee road. United, two big results. You think so? Yeah. Oh, without doubt. You know, when you you brought it up at the the start of the show the other day, you know, protests after the the, the cup exit for uh, Motherwell. He calls it protests. I call it fans unhappy to get out of the cup. So we'll meet somewhere in the middle, right? Okay, right? okay. but okay. even still, I think it's a good Unhappy way to be protesters. <laughs> <laughs> But so I think I think it was a big win, you know, especially going to go down as well. You know, uh, the team that usually scores first uh, tends not to lose the game. Let's hear from Graham Alexander. He's paying tribute to Liam Grimshaw after the 26-year-old scored his first ever professional goal. Wow. Uh, he's also the rubbish time of it with illness and been out for a long, long time. And the manager was also happy with the reaction to coming from behind. I felt we were unfortunate to be behind at half-time. Um, I thought we had some real good spells in the first half, certainly the first 30, 35 minutes. Uh, we had opportunities to score. Um, we didn't concede many opportunities against it. I thought the goal was a ball out of the blue for us, really. Um, and we sort of lost a, a, our discipline a little bit after that. Our, our shape went. Um, but it was at half time, we reset the boys and we said there's a game there for us to be won, uh, for us to win. Um, and we went out and did it. And every credit to the players because. Uh, I thought we deserved that over the night. It meant everything to it to us all. You know, you could see the way the, the boys celebrated with him, and and you know, after the the game on the pitch in the change rooms, now they're all over him. It's um, he's a he's a fantastic lad. Um, we thought it'd be a, his type of game today. Um, we thought we, we we needed his uh, energy and and, uh, and bite in midfield today. Um, we didn't expect him to come up with a winner. I'll be honest, but um, a fantastic lad. You know, everyone loves him and. Um, Getting to 26 and getting your first professional goal is quite a weight, Hugh Keevans. Wow. Um, good luck to him. Uh, he's had a bit of a journey to get to this point. So very good luck to Liam Grimshaw. Uh, Graham Alexander sounded like a relieved man. Uh, go a goal down and mm, you're feeling the worst. Form motherwell, but they've, uh, they've overcome. And uh, they have got three points As they say in Denison When Alec was growing oh, up Hold for, on, I'm worried about this steady. For every yin there is a yang <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know the the fact that Motherwell got their first win of the season, but it was Livingston's third consecutive yeah. defeat. And so much was the disappointment. David Martindale kept yes. them in the dressing room after the game, Alex, and made them watch the goals that they conceded straight away. Usually oh. that waits for Monday morning, um, but he obviously wasn't keen. He got the projector out. Remember at school where they used to wheel in. The, the projector Well I'm, I'm know, wasting no, no, time no, no, with you I, I, was th- I was actually just thinking We just did a, we did a blackboard To myself Forget you two right Producer Callum can remember But yeah When, when they wheel the projector out s- Straight after <laughs> the game That's not a, That's not a great sign is it No uh, Listen he's clearly Wanting to get off his chest He's uh, It'd be interesting to see If some of the players Were right So want to see it as well Gordon Because normally You want to go to the dome When you've got a bad defeat So Anyway it's one way To show the boys That they need to improve uh, yeah, certainly very disappointed Bottom of the table That's a phrase that carries all those negative connotations A bit early to really worry about that I mean, you look at the yeah. totals you're involved in If, you, if you're talking about those who are successful right now uh, Looking too far ahead Then those who are unsuccessful right now uh, Have to say, well There are another 35 games to be played yet yeah, there's still there's still a couple of players within touching distance as well. Gone, there's a couple got uh, Dundee. You've all got a couple of points. Ross County, St Mirren have no. I think they've got mm. one point. So there's still within touching distance. Dundee United making a claim to be the surprise package of the season. Um, if you had looked at their opening three fixtures: Aberdeen yep. away, Rangers at home, St Johnston away, and told me that they would come away with six points from those three games. I'm not entirely sure I would have believed you. Well, apparently the first day. Uh, at Aberdeen They were well and truly beaten They were uh, And there was a bit of Fancy talking done afterwards Which uh, didn't quite Register as uh, Accurate with people But since then Fair play To Tam Courts Who was not Wanted By all of the Dundee United supporters uh, When Mickey Mellon Went back to Tranmere uh, He has held his nerve As have the players uh, And When Mark Reynolds Was in here on Friday night the Dundee United captain, he he was quite relaxed about everything and so it turned out to be six points out of nine. That's fine. More than fine. 01419511025 is the number James in Kings Park has dialed. James, what's your point tonight? How are you doing, guys? Uh, it was just a quick one about the boy Kyogo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well documented. I'm a Rangers fan. My twin brother's a Celtic fan at Parkhead. Like, it's just it's disgusting. Um, the point I made to your producer... Uh, was the if Kyogo was playing with Hibs, with Hearts, with any other team apart from Celtic, would this have happened? Um, I think Hugh said it earlier. Um, it's a cultural problem. It's a West of Scotland problem, and the problem is it's sectarian, it's bigoted, and I know there's bad apples on both sides. But see until this gets eradicated, this is never going to stop. Like people who were standing with Glenn Kamara and rightly so are probably some people who would rightly or wrongly they would, they would wrongly say stuff and maybe between friends and oh it's alright if I'm not putting on Twitter no if you're saying anything that's racist or anything that's then I think the point I was making was if this boy played on another team it wouldn't happen it's because it's Celtic Rangers I, 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 get, I get that to an extent James right so I think I see where you're going because the rivalry is too much for some the rivalry makes people whether it's me or whether it's the other way around, but within that rivalry, people act inappropriately in a number of ways. But the problem with with that statement, I mean, racism is not a West of Scotland problem, though, is it? No, that's what I'm saying, Gordon. Absolutely not. What I'm saying is, it's the sectarian hatred between Rangers and Celtic that's the problem. Racism is obviously unacceptable, 
But what I'm saying is, if this boy had played with Motherwell, for example, would there be, you know, the same stuff happening? No, it's because it's Celtic Rangers. That's the way I see it anyway. Obviously, it's difficult to say that, right? But in my eyes, that it's because it's Celtic Rangers. It's because he plays for Celtic. As Rangers fans are supposed yeah. to hate him. In, you know in, I mean? in like, general terms, in general terms, there is no politician that I know of. There is no football legislator that I know of. There is no football organisation that I know of who can take away what exists between the Celtic supporters and the Rangers supporters. And it has been fueled and become much worse with the advent of social media. It is uh, a poisonous area when the two of them go at each other. Well, now, I mean, honestly, we're opening up to about five different highbrow phone-ins here where we would need to get experts from all walks of life. But do you think that is true? It might seem like we've... Got more of an issue Because the social media Shines the light on it But mm-hmm. does, but Look at the reaction On social media as well Surely We are We're further forward With this stuff Than we used to be we I mean you, you've been here For a long time There was a time when the, What was said the other night Would uh, Yesterday Would be Widely Accepted Whereas it's not widely Accepted anymore No no no, no. Uh, And Let me Again say that on social media You will find many 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 terrific people who Will um, Say what they feel About this and what they feel about it Is extremely negative I watched my first Celtic Rangers game 61 years ago And for me Speaking as a private Citizen I think it's Worse now than it was 60 years ago. Racism is worse now than it was 60 years ago Not racism because we really didn't practice racism 60 years ago. They, really? They, well, 60 years ago. Well, listen, anyone tuning into Super Scoreboard would be saying, what is going on here? But Hugh, I'm, I'm only 31 years of age and there were words used when I was young that I don't really hear yeah, but anymore. I'm, but I'm talking, I'm talking about 60 years ago. It was all about sectarianism and now sectarianism has been added to by racism and for me, the atmosphere between the hardcore, I'm not talking about Mr. and Mrs. whoever who go to Celtic Park or Ibrox and have brought their family up in Celtic or Rangers. I'm talking about the hardcore. It's worse now than it was mm. 60 years ago. I, I'm not sure how you're confident enough to make that, that, that sort of conclusion. Well, but but that, that's, that's the, not as fair. On the basis that you weren't born, mm. and I was... Uh, then I can draw on personal experience of 60 years ago. And in my personal experience, it's worse now. The intensity of the dislike. But that's what I'm, I'm wondering if it's social media is making you think that. No, no, just walking the streets makes, makes me think that. So you think you, you think racist language, sectarian language no, or whatever is more, is more commonplace now than it was back then? I, I'm taking racism out of that one because 60 years ago, racism was not the, the, the problem that it is now. But sectarianism but was I, Again Now we're going miles away from football And I appreciate I'm younger than I wasn't there I find that really hard to believe We're talking about an era Where people genuinely were discriminated against In terms of, of jobs And opportunities for The colour of their skin Or where they were from Like you just have to ask any family That, that came here from elsewhere And the, that problem was solved When? Well I think it, You can now no longer have A newspaper advertisement for a job which would say RCs did not apply But that, that's my point I'm, I'm not just talking about that How can you say that things were better then than they are now If that was even an issue I am talking about the, the intensity of the hatred 
I think it's worse now mm. than it was then. Just the football side of things. Yeah. I mean, Alex, there is obviously a part of that. You can see where James is coming from. I'm assuming Rangers fans who want to racially abuse Kyogo would would not be as quick to, to racially abuse a Rangers player. I mean, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but there are a few things at play here. If you, you can understand the, the the argument which says if if you're racist, you're racist. Sure. Um, but yeah, there obviously in this part of the world does seem to be a bit of an unfortunate overlap with football. Yeah, no, no two ways about it, Gordon. And uh, I think James makes an interesting point because of a particular team. But I, th- I think if you go over to Edinburgh, there's been instances of racism. And, and then I think there was a boy, a hate crime at the weekend. Uh, police are looking into that at one of the lower league games as well. So it, it's not just Glasgow that has these issues as well, Gordon. I think it's across the board. And you're absolutely right, it should be called out. Uh, thank you very much to James. Stop provoking stuff. 01419511025. Let's only squeeze one more in. I think let's bring in. Uh, Billy and Clyde Bank Billy I know you've got a kind of on the field football point as well so take it away with that first Hi how you doing panel Good thanks um, Glad to see Mr Keevans is still here um, <laughs> where, where did you think I'd go on? I don't know if he means like like in life or, or, oh, yeah. or like on the show but we're, we're glad to have you as well No these two are so good of you um, No um a couple of months ago, well, over the summer and the last couple of weeks, we've all heard about the Celtic defence being, you know, negative and, and all, everybody's panicking about them. But at the present time, um, I'm a Rangers fan myself, and I'm really panicking about the Rangers defence. The goals that we're leaking just now in Europe and the games as well, um, it's not the same as what it was last year. And um, I know Stephen Gerrard spoke about the players need to step up and all the rest and take me I'm just I'm not be but panicking about the European one's interesting though, Alex, because as yep. as well as Rangers have done in Europe, the defensive record in Europe hasn't been great. But then you can qualify that by saying, yeah, but they've been up against better opposition, so inevitably you're going to concede goals. Yeah, I said to you during one of the breaks, Gordon. Obviously, we were talking about conceded domestically uh, the Rangers and Celtic. But however, when you look at the the Malmo situation. Uh, I think when you go back to the European run last year as well, they conceded quite a few goals. Uh, Malmo were obviously a step up in terms of qualifiers in relation to the Europa League over the last couple of years. So, uh, But there is clearly an issue at the back, Gordon, because the manager's already said it yesterday. You know, it's a work in progress and he's, he's hopeful they get there sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, Billy, the, the bar was set pretty high last season, though domestically, wasn't it? Is it? Might it take a bit of time for Rangers fans to get used to the notion that Hitting those heights defensively just simply might not be possible. Well, I would, I would hope, I hope, at the present moment, it's a wee bit, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 get, I get that, Hugh, but we, I keep saying it. it's almost like my buzz phrase of this season. I'll, I'll find a new way of putting it before people accuse me of repeating myself, but <laughs> the context that is important. Billy feels like the defence is an issue this morning, uh, at this moment, because it's not as good as it was last season. But when last season it was up here uh-huh. And I'm pointing at the ceiling for people who can't see Because this is radio yeah. Was it always going to be a, a bit below or, or or is Billy right? Is it a concern? I, I think there's still a, a reverberation from the Malmo result Over two legs Where two goals were lost in quick succession in Sweden And then two goals were lost in quick succession to ten men at Ibrooks, And that was a very, very costly result for Rangers uh, and I think that still reverberates. Um, but you can't use the word panic in association with 
either Celtic's defence or Rangers' defence because there's still far too long to go. However, both will come under the microscope Thursday in Armenia and in Alkmaar and on Sunday in Govan. Final word to you, yeah. Billy. I know you had some other points on your mind as well. Yeah, it was just about. Um, obviously, I hope I hope they say his, his name right here because I'm not sure. Kyogo. Yep, you've got it. Bang on. Thank you. Uh, I would just like I would just like to welcome the guy to Glasgow, and he's been an absolute inspiration to Scottish football so far. I've watched him umpteen times. The guy is absolutely phenomenal, and um, that's go back to my previous point. Our defence. I'm really worried about Sunday because if the guy plays the way he's been playing lately. Oh, I think we're having a wee bit of order. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Billy's concerned, isn't he? You know, he's been hoping for him to move on his point there, but he's been back to the defence again. I think he's got like, a few sleepless you know nights. That, that, that was nice of you, um, yeah, Billy. That, that was nice of you to say that. So thank you for taking the time. That was Billy um, and Clyde Bank. Can you name the last seven Scotland internationals who've also played for the old firm to play in the MLS? You've got Lewis Morgan, Chris Boyd and Kenny Miller. You just, can't, you just cannot... Mention Chris Boyd's time in the MLS without talking about that um, mattress commercial. You must have heard it before. Oh, you come on! I've spoken about this in the show before. He did an incredible mattress commercial. Spoke about drinking protein shakes or something. Is that right? I'll play it for you during the break. Any more? Uh, Danny Wilson. Yep. Hugh. I'm going to. I'm going to throw one out. It might be ridiculous. Paul Ritchie. Nah, he's not there. So you've got three to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Kevins and Alex Ray are on the home straight The final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard They have got time though to take more of your calls And they need to round off this teaser Jerry says Can you name the last seven Scotland internationals Who've played for the old firm And have played in the MLS You've got Danny Wilson, Lewis Morgan Chris Boyd and Kenny Miller before the break Gary Caldwell no Ooh. His brother did ah. uh, I'm going to go for McManus No uh, Barry Robson That is a great shout That could be your best shout yet Between that oh. and Danny Wilson I would say Barry Robson Thanks Well done much. Uh, I'm going to go for Malone Who? Um, Sean Maloney Sean Maloney Sean Maloney Yes Shut up That was it right Oh, Chicago Fire I think it was Oh of course yeah. What about Common City Didn't get there did he Nah he didn't Okay only no. one to get Speaking of the MLS just, uh, Incidentally Not really to do with the question Roscoe Smith has tagged me In something on Instagram Which is tremendous You should check out If you get the chance FC Cincinnati Against Orlando City Hugh And a toddler Runs onto the <laughs> pitch Like breaks free From his mother And runs onto the pitch And he makes a good 20 yards maybe onto the pitch as play rages on she chases after him and just as she gets to him she slips so it looks like she kind of oh no. slide tackles her own child <laughs> grabs him and off they go and I think play just kind of goes on brilliant <laughs> honestly that's your worst nightmare isn't it imagine, imagine that imagine the wee man running <laughs> on the pitch uh, at least it was better than uh, Marseille last night mm, yeah that wasn't ideal was oh, it yeah. I think uh, that Abandoned. just about covers it yep. yeah yeah that was quite something right uh, I think we do yeah we've got time for for more calls Anything else that we've missed From the weekend Robbie Nielsen and Scott Brown Having a yeah, set too love it. And, and then You Robbie, love that do you <laughs> And then Robbie Nielsen Was asked about it afterwards And they said Great wasn't it uh, He's still The old devil Old Bruni He's still Daft as a brush Still the same he, 
Enthusiastic character That, that tried was, to put that you was, In Loch Lomond yeah. All those years ago that, When I saw the still photographs I thought That was a look in his face At Loch Lomond As I feared that The drink was coming up for me Yeah The Aberdeen fans Are really tainting him Well I was going to say The colour of jerseys changed But the, the general demeanour Hasn't Um I'll, I'll, I think we'll have Andy Haldy in during the week He got a bit of a, oh, a, going, a going. sore one Will we call it that <laughs> off him um, And yeah I, I, Are how, you going to raise that? On is it Wednesday Andy's Yeah up? why not yeah, How on. long have we said though And it's easy to say these things And you don't know what's going to happen You know when it, when it comes true But Scott Brown is a dream if he's on your team Absolutely And if yeah. he's not then You're not interested in it at all But you know We used to always say that Maybe never thinking we would get the chance again But now he's going to Aberdeen And those Aberdeen fans who used to hate that behaviour Yes Yes, he's one I'm of us it, He's yeah. sticking up for us um, A share of the spoils yesterday Was that, was that about right? I think so, Gordon Having seen the highlights uh, It looked as if it was a, a good game The one thing that has become evident this year as well Is that referees are letting things play a little bit more You know, I've seen a few tackles uh, In England and mm. in Scotland That are Play on You see the size happy of the with crowd? that? I'm loving it I thought you would I mean the one on Fernandez uh, Very rarely we Ridiculous. talk about that wee league down south But Ridiculous. on Man United that, that challenge on Fernandez that leads to the goal Is that not a foul? 100% yeah. it's a foul I, I couldn't believe what I was watching I was a bit no, torn I don't, I, don't, I don't mind tackles And there's a wee bit of a thing made But that is clearly a foul I was a bit torn Because we've now got ourselves to a stage where you're, you yeah. you're celebrating the fact Oh good yeah the ref's letting things go But a foul's still a foul isn't it? Absolutely, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know Anyway, Listen, enough about when, that. What when about I you? said Alan Powers had been sent off on Saturday, you all disagreed with me, and his tackle well, he was said, horrendous. He certainly did. Um, I I just like to. I, I don't really have an opinion. Care one way or the other. If you if you force me into one now, having seen it back, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, I tell you Mark what, Wilson, he he to be convinced as well. Yeah, yeah. Shock. I'll tell you what. With the backlash in social media, I might have to stick with you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about abuse. Um, it's. Yeah, it was it was quite the weekend across all, the board. All good natured, I'm sure. Oh, as always. Yeah. I don't want to have uh, left anyone out. I think we covered off Dundee United's good win. Yeah. Um, Motherwell's good win. We had the draw yesterday. Go back to Tynecastle, the size of the crowd, seventeen and a half thousand. I mean, everywhere I I look now, I see bigger crowds. I see uh, more enthusiastic crowds. Um, it's mm. as if people have waited a year and a half to get back inside football grounds, and they are loving it. Very key. Let's bring in Paul in Lennox Town and see what's on his mind. Hi, Paul. Hi. Very good evening. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. good. Thanks. Um, yeah, just uh, rather making a point to Callum, your producer. Um, I'm just uh, so curious. Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to tap into the pundits um, if they've got any sort of knowledge, any back, background knowledge whatsoever. Um, the Golden Strachan appointment mm. at Celtic. Um, I've I, I really taken to Ange Postacoglu. Um, I think he's a, you know, just a straight talker. Um, you know, just a, a man's guy, you know, just straight to the point. I also, got, you know, from years gone by, I, I, I got the same impression of uh, Golden Strachan. Um, you know, he, he tells it like it is, um, and in radio interviews, television interviews, um, you know, he sees punditry uh, during Euros or World Cups. I'm just wondering if they two are working together, and you know, quite possibly will get on very well. Um, does anybody have any knowledge um, as to? Are they working together? Are they? I mean, I'll kick off, Paul. I'll be honest. I don't know what what you would say from looking at the outside. Hugh, it would seem 
unlikely that they've managed to strike anything major at the moment because I think it was 12 days ago Gordon Strachan came back to Celtic the statement at the time said he would work within the academy the women's team and the recently established B team with a view to providing recommendations to Dom Mackay uh-huh. within that Ange Postacoglu have been very busy he'll have been out the country a few times I'm sure they've had a, they may well have had a, a conversation but it seems unlikely that they've even had the chance to form a, a particularly strong bond does it not? For me Ange Postacoglu would be respectful of Gordon Strachan having done the Celtic job and done it exceptionally well as manager um, but I agree with Paul I think if uh, Gordon Strachan attempted and I'm speaking hypothetically here there is no suggestion that he has attempted to uh, interfere with first team matters Ange Postacoglu would chase him from Lennox Town uh, and Dominic Mackay could not complain I don't get it I don't get how Dundee who will have a much harder season than Celtic can afford to allow their man to go to Celtic for three months on secondment Mm. Uh, and I don't understand why Celtic do not make a permanent appointment in that direction they still have not addressed the, uh, the structure behind the scenes we know about Ange Postacoglu and we know that Gavin Strachan is still there and uh, John Kennedy. But in terms of Gordon Strachan, if it is allowed, then let him go on with it, dealing with the academy and the, the ladies team. But he must have nothing at all to do with first team matters. I'm sure it would never be his intention to... Interfere. What do you think, Paul? Because I like I like the idea as well. They're fascinating characters, and I too can imagine them um, putting the world to rights in their mind. But I, I wonder if practically, if it's really going to have happened. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. You know, I, I just I'm so confused with the whole situation. You know, um, I'm just wondering if if there is a, a, a remit for Gordon striking. Um, I, I, I think, like any Celtic fan, we're, we're totally confused by. The, the announcement. Um, however, um, I would welcome, you know, his thoughts and opinions um, coupled with Ange Postacoglu. Well, maybe know. maybe we'll get someone on that, Paul. I'll get one of the reporters to ask next time they're speaking to Ange Postacoglu. Thank you very much for taking the time, though, Paul. Really appreciate it. It was Paul in Lennox Town. Wanted to do this earlier. I must admit, you're going to have to squeeze this into like a minute. David Lee's tweeted. Uh, any thoughts on the Scotland squad being announced tomorrow? Do you think there will be any surprises or changes from the Euros? Goalkeeper I expect Xander Clark To be in the mix Xander Clark yep. Definitely Yep definitely yeah I think the, the Concern is that Robertson Andy Robertson And Kieran Tierney mm. Are both injured At the moment And uh, I'm sure that Steve Clark Will by this time Have established The seriousness Of Kieran Tierney's injury Forced to come off Yesterday against Chelsea uh, So we, we wondered For long enough How to put two of them Into the team We're now wondering what effect would it be if neither could play in the team? Uh, Stephen Welsh is in the under-21 squad. Someone tweeted me about yes. him, but he's in the under-21s. Ralston, possibly? It's a few weeks enough to get Anthony Ralston in. Possibly, gone. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's got a, a, a fighting chance of being in the squad. Um, his performances merit it as well. If you're talking about on current mm. form, you know, I know he hasn't played a lot, but you look at Patterson last year as well, hadn't played a lot, and, and then he got thrown into the And mix. then from the Euros then are... You know the the ones that were added, Patterson. Now he's not played really this season. Uh-huh. Gilmore, Turnbull, are, are they now there to stay? 
Oh, without or doubt, it must be. Turnbull's must got be. Turnbull's had a good five, five and nine, mm. uh, and then you look at we Gilmore's now starting for Norwich. So this is in a stronger position. Problem with Anthony Ralston might be, and I stress might be, with Josef Juranovic uh, now in the building, uh, and Celtic having paid two and a half mm. million pounds to get him. Does Anthony Ralston? Go back out the team. Now. Well, the argument that, that people were saying, you know, that the ones we're getting on the phones and on Twitter, well, Nathan Patterson will be in the Scotland squad and, and he doesn't play a lot of football. He's not in the under 21s. So, is that the clue? Is that is that all you need? Possibly. That despite the fact that he's not played, he's going to be in. Well, there's, or, there's a, there's a or has he been possibility. omitted altogether? It's going to be fascinating anyway. That'll be a great one uh, for us to debate tomorrow night. There's always the, the, the squad announcement day is brilliant because you could name 22 bang on, and there's, there's one guy in there that annoys you, and everyone wants to know why he's not there. And there'll still be calls for. I don't know Lee Griffiths to be in the, the squad here Even though he's not playing any football that, that's do, you, do you think Gordon Dale will know There's international matches coming up? Uh, I, I will remind him About half past five tomorrow and he'll, be, he'll be well studied up Right, Jerry in Erskine wants to know If you can name the last seven Scotland internationals Who've also <laughs> played for the old firm To play in the MLS Danny Wilson Lewis Morgan Barry Robson Chris Boyd Kenny Miller Sean Maloney <laughs> He's just looked at me If you got it I said no Can you give us a position? Winger Right, okay Crazy Pony Who sends questions in sometimes He's got a couple He's got Stuart Finlay down But that's not one Because he didn't play for Celtic Or I can't find a uh, We couldn't find a competitive A winger uh... Do you know what's even worse about this? He's the most recent one to do it He's not long back And he's back on our top oh, flight having... McKay, Ah, there we go Not as daft as you look GMS GMS at New York City Thank you to Hugh Kebans And to Alex Ray it's a really busy show Lots going on on the field And off the field So I truly appreciate you Taking the time to pick up the phone Make sure you join us again And do it tomorrow at 6 With Roger Hanna And Gordon DL In the meantime You can just stay right there And Callum Gallagher Will look after you next